Do people have their questions ready? No. No. Never. That's what makes them so fun. Oh. Improv. Oh. <laughs> take two, take two, take two, take two. We've gone through a lot of sessions and no one's talked over you during that point yet. That so is, impressive. That is not true. Roll the footage. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the RPG Blender, where we give lesser-played games or forgotten settings the roll the dice they deserve. I'm your host, Game Master George, thrilled to welcome you to the next chapter in our adventure. Our heroes have left their meeting with the Despot, and now prepare for their next engagement. Will House Naman be as easily swayed? Find out as we explore a new land of power and ancient secrets in Exalted. F***ing subtext. RPG Blender. I'm saying this for the first time today, and welcome back to the world of Exalted. I'm your host, Game Master George. Oh boy, that is nowhere near what it should have been, but that's fine. I'm throwing <laughs> off my game. It's late. It's not late. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, let's meet the cast. Uh, so, hey, hello, Craig. Howdy, howdy, gang. It's me, Craig, playing everybody's lovable, uh, good doer, Deerum Burrah. Hey, gang. All right. Uh, so, who would who does anybody have a would like to request asking a question of Deerum, or should I randomly determine who's going to get to ask Deerum a question? Uh, I like uh, random. Always, I like random. Yeah, the less agency we have, the more <laughs> fun it is. <laughs> With our group, yeah, that's fair. Okay. So the person who gets to ask a question of oh, oh the person who gets to ask a question of Craig is Becky. Go ahead, yeah. Becky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do I get to ask a question of Craig? About or, oh, Deerum. Damn it. Good try, good try, good try that. <laughs> um, so I didn't know this was a thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You can see who watches our show. You know, <laughs> Oof. hey, there's a lot to catch up on. This isn't your fault. Same reason I don't get into Breaking Bad. Um, mm. I finally managed to catch up. Finally, the episode cut up. Um, why should Lore believe you've changed? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> why should Lore believe Dirum has changed? From, I believe what she means is from the way your past life was. Yeah. Mm. Uh, interesting. This is all just, uh, just, just theory. <laughs> so, uh, sure. I could, I could, I could give a debate on this. Sure. Why not? Um, while there are obvious tenets of like the, uh, scientific and analytical aspect to Deerum, uh, I think for a majority of his interactions, uh, they've all been about doing something for the greater good of the of the people whether they are realm whether they are lunars whether they are random miscreants who are in between all of these powerful societies and whatnot and even in putting himself out there for the sake of getting lore out of the boot of rakshi sacrificing his own tenants to allow her to have freedom away from a tyrant whether or not she's aware of what that action might actually be Okay. All right. But that's all just theory and conjecture. I mean, this is all just like a question to Craig. It's not really theorem. Yeah, Craig was just saying how we should all just be gods and do what we want. So it's kind of you got to take it. <laughs> True. I was saying, come on. There's no. There, where do you where do you pull the punch? I don't think we do. 
but there you go. Okay. So then moving along, we have Greg. Say hello, Greg. Hello. Hi, everyone. It's me, Greg. I play Adramalik. Uh, he's the rogue of the party. And <laughs> that's <laughs> that's pretty much it. Rogue <laughs> Nothing else to see here. Archetype. Not, not at all corrupted and evil in any way. He's just he's just appears that way from the outside. Huh? All right. So question for Greg will come from Peter. What's up? So good question. <laughs> yep. uh, not prepared. <laughs> so the name Adramalik, is it even a name? What does it mean? Or is it a title? How did you come up with it? Ooh. How did I Greg come up with it or how did Adramalik come up with it? Uh, I guess you I'd like to know both. Yeah, yeah right. Sure. I like complicate your own question. Uh, so for Adramalik, it's pretty simple. The name just came to them from the being that gave them their power, uh, which shall remain nameless. And who knows what it was? It was a god of good light and happiness and sunshine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't believe that. For Greg, it's kind of a portmanteau of the words drama and lich. So yeah. take that for what you will. He's a drama uh, lich. <laughs> That's how I take it. <laughs> uh, it's also, it happens to be uh, from a video game that I yep. enjoy very much. There That's it where is. I it came from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. yep. So it is a name. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> I won't say I which one. So I'll, I'll leave that to the commenters. See if you can find out what video game it's from. Because I don't think we have the spelling of it appropriately displayed anywhere. Um, so. You know, phonetically figure out what it is. Maybe you'll figure it out. Maybe you won't. Who knows? The spelling of your title card is close. Nice. Close. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go to Rich. Say hello, Rich. Hey, everybody. I'm Rich. I play Smiling Mountain, uh, the uh, muscle of the group. Uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. Also, I guess the face because strings left us, but uh, well, not anymore. Now we have now we have uh, Sparrow. So. Yeah, we got the Royale <laughs> baby. Uh, oh yeah, it's same as last time. Still horrified that we're in the city and that we're using my real name and that we're staying with my real face <laughs> all around. Just, just terrible. All right, and asking a question of Rich will be Greg. Oh, okay. All right. Um. <laughs> we know who of, was prepared and who was not. Trying to think of something really like thought provoking and meaty. Okay. All right. Out of the current members of the party, including Lore, since Lore is also here, um, who would likely be the first person you would have to kill? And who would be the second person? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the first one. That's, wait, let me rank them in order from who you would most likely have to kill to least likely have to kill. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, and we'll, we'll go over this uh, with, with mountain's perspective and everything like this so mountain yes. has intimacies for both sparrow and dirham so he Makes literally sense. has tie intimacies where it's like we all got our powers together so there's literally things actually i think my tie to sparrow is actually stronger than dirham because like i look at sparrow <laughs> it's, it's well while we've traveled longer together like no, no, literally no, sparrow fair, saved fair. my life and then ascended like i was that's like fair, i'm fair, gonna fair, die so i thought it made more sense to be like yeah like there is like a thing where i'm like oh sparrow like you're the one who brought us all here kind of a thing nah that's fair he's pretty cool 
Yeah, right? Um, he is. But with Lore, Mountain actually looks at Lore in the same kind of sadness that he looked at that lady that we had to kill who killed you, who I was like, you just have the wrong teacher and I wish I could have met you earlier because maybe I could have like swayed you, which is why also Mountain hasn't given up on Adramalic. However, with, with uh, Lore, I think there's a little bit more wiggle room because it seems like Lore is, at least previously, is kind of trying to find herself in the in-between of like what Rakshi wants, what her feelings are, what her actual true core beliefs are, and the ways that she's getting pulled. But they're all personal and therefore can be swayed by her personal growth and experience. With Adramalic, I think there is something that pulls Adramalic as Mountain Mountain thinks there's something that pulls Adramalic and is hard and is long, much like the stone giant in Neverending Story. No matter how hard I hold you against the nothingness, eventually you will slip through my fingers. And when you slip through my fingers, I don't know what that'll mean, but I know that it is much more likely that you will cause harm and I have to stop you in a much more violent manner than anyone else. And because I do actually think that you are capable of beating me, I can't mountain at risk. <laughs> well, it's not that I can't take the risk because I would take the risk. But the thing is, is mountain can't just be like, and now I'm going to pull this last punch because there is no punch to pull. It is you, you can probably kill me in an instant. And I, and because of that respect that mountain has Raj Malik, it is once you have slipped through my hands and I can't do anything, then you're gone. Damn. That's beautiful. All right, so what about the rest <laughs> of the people? Who else would you kill? Yeah, who else yeah, who else would you kill? <laughs> I would kill it. And also, I wanna, who's higher, Craig or, or rather Dirham or, or I, I guess you already said that. And, well, technically my intimacy is higher, but I think more realistically I would kill neither of them unless the, <laughs> neither of them went crazy sun time and were like, no, this is just who I am now. Not like temporary Rank crazy. your friends, Rich. Rank your friends. Rank them. Rank your friends. Rank us. Rank your friends. <laughs> I, I would say right now I would kill Deerum last because I trust Deerum the most. Hell because yeah. We've been, because for all I know, Sparrow's been corrupted, but it would hurt me the most to kill Sparrow, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Sparrow's been passing himself off successfully as a dynast in the realm. Clearly, he has made some kind of infernal pact. <laughs> obviously, obviously. I mean, compared to us, because we're idiots that have just been hiding in the rivers and like we're just like yeah. in the bayou. He's like, why aren't you guys just lying? We're like, lying. Oh, oh my God. We could have <laughs> lied. All the times, you, you never once claimed to be one of them. I'm also really bad at lying, so that's why I never claimed that one. It's just better just to be like, I'm big and strong. <laughs> All right. And that brings us to our recurring guest here from the Sponsored by Nobody podcast. We have Peter the Piahu. I probably pronounced it wrong, but I try. I swear I mean well. Better than all the people. So hi, I'm Peter. I'm playing Raga Royale, the Eclipse of the group. The second Eclipse, I guess. <laughs> so who's asking me a question? The person asking you a question will be Craig. Hmm. Okay, so my question is, I, I don't know if we've asked this, but what what is Regara's concern with potentially being found and outed in the realm? What does Regara have to lose besides, obviously, Regara's life? Is there anything beyond that? Well, you know, first he loses life, of course. Other than that, you know, he has some wealth and influence there, as well as his family wealth and influence. And, you know, now he also has a wife in the realm that he, you know, married in between exalting and coming near you guys. 
Jesus, this what? guy got busy. Yeah. Hold on, what? You don't remember this? You married your sister, I, man. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And that's what triggered me. Okay, right, right. I, I, I repressed that. Hang on. I, re- I remove that. that from my memory real quick. I did not remember that. <laughs> um, yeah, but other than obvious, I guess, you know, keeping looking like freedom to do anything he wants now that he has the power and the means and you know, everything that comes with being a soul exalted, because, hey, he can now, I know, take over the world, uh, perform the realm if he wanted. He can do anything, you know, as long as, you know, he doesn't have an army of dragon blooded after him. So, he only has everything to lose. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, fair mm-hmm. enough. Big plans. Oh. All right, and that brings us to Becky joining us today say hello becky hello i'm becky i'm playing lore of autumn and i'm really good at lore <laughs> especially in autumn time well that's that's great that you're good at lore because it's time for somebody to ask you a question about lore and i believe it's just me that is rich and i am so sorry for it's how the dice me. worked there <laughs> that might be uh, the worst one to get a question from that's not true at all i'll no? ask you a question that'll help you flesh out your character that yep. you know nothing about that's yeah. fine yeah no and um if you need a lifeline because this is obviously a character that i made that you are helpfully portraying here so yes. if you need a lifeline help for answering this question you can feel free to tap okay awesome. but i believe in you oh, ruin okay. my canon <laughs> how, did, how did you enjoy your first session <laughs> okay first of all no uh but but i'm not gonna go crazy um i believe you i'm not um do you think Lore would feel bad at all if she had to kill us? Like, do you think there's enough goodwill and stuff like that? Because I know the way that George has portrayed it previously, it seems like Roxy, not Roxy, Lore, for the most part, gets along with uh, Mountain, gets along with Adramalic, uh, has mixed feelings about Deerum after our uh, mirror and everything like that. But then the question is, is like, is that, what do you think? Do you think that's real or do you think it would be like... Um, okay. Would I feel bad if I had to kill you all? Yeah, like, so if Roxy said kill you, because that's not the question. I'm well aware if Roxy was like, murder them now, like, that that shit would happen. Um, if I felt like I had to murder you, then it means that you aren't as good-willed as I am hoping you are. So I would, you know, I wouldn't be mad, I'd be disappointed. Ooh. <laughs> oh, good answer. All right. Yep. Oh. Mom, <laughs> that's, that's entirely accurate for how I would have said it. It's that you guys represent the hope of maybe they can do better this time. Maybe it's not all doom and gloom. Maybe you don't need to have this cruel exterior that I've been shown so far. And if she has to kill you, then you've clearly failed and shown her that maybe the cruelty is necessary. Uh, the soul of the game. The soul of the coming. <laughs> I mean, there's an argument to be made. <laughs> Are we the baddies? <laughs> I feel like everyone's the baddies over a long enough timeline <laughs> is the lesson of Exalted. When your great curse is literally that you will go insane with power. Yes. As, as has been reminded many times, there are many charms to be able to rule. There are not ones to be a good ruler. Yeah. Yeah. Just going to have to throw ourselves in the sun after we hit 100 years old or something. So previously on <laughs> Exalted, our heroes awoke 
and met with their met with their soon to be new uh, mercenary company. They then went to go piddle about the day, waiting for their dinner meeting with the despot. After many, many uh, hijinks in the market, they did eventually meet with the market. Unfortunately, Sans Deerum, who had gone off with Lore on some mysterious venture. They did manage to meet with the despot, however, being led through his opulent grand estate to a what seemed like very tense meeting with them. Uh, it started out with him displaying his wealth, flaunting it, showing just how much better he is than them. And then and then Ragara Royale Royal uh, very, very quickly removed that misconception by telling him the reason that they were in this city to stop an uh, an ancient being that was potentially going to destroy him, his entire city, maybe the world, uh, and put the ever loving fear of uh, the sun in him. Yeah. Yeah. In excellent form. <laughs> yes. At which point you all took your doggy bags of this food, which is going to very much go to waste because he was a wasteful jerk uh, in the middle of the desert and began your trek back to your resting place to sleep away the day. On your way there, however, you caught something out of the corner of your eye, a large figure in dark armor adorned with skulls with a rather nasty looking weapon on their back and their hip. However, when they disappeared into the crowd, you were not quite able to place the figure before they could vanish from your sight. And we will pick up, unless you have anything pressing you would like to do in that moment. Who with... was that person? Can I make a remember check? You did last I did. time. I did. I, did. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I was just saying that for comedic purpose. Uh, <laughs> I have to go... I had to go back to the notes to figure out who it might have been. I think I have the name, but uh, whatever. <laughs> All right. So then you made your way back to your resting place. And in the morning, wait, night, because you sleep during the day and are awake. And anytime I say, I Flip can't say that, just ignore everything that comes out of my mouth and just think that it is whatever you assume it should be. Got uh, it. You awaken Noted. in the evening <laughs> to... Get ready to head to your breakfast meeting with the representatives of House Naman. Now, with Deerum check, as he returned with lore and a, a five-foot-long, six-legged lizard. But well, it's not quite a lizard butchered. anymore. <laughs> just, just for clarification, the food that I got from the despot, I would have given it out to like homeless people and stuff like that, like on the way back, or even just commoners, like closing up shop. I would have been like, "Here you go." Okay. Okay. Noted. Nor, would you like the kitchen to prepare this for you? Um. Well, actually, I, there's enough for everyone, and I just kind of pass it along. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 please, please. <laughs> I eat it, get, and then you I eat get his. Get that carcass shirt. out of that is really disturbing. He, Please, he only eats vegetables. You remember? Can you get like a like a cloak or something? Just drink. Why is its innards all of its outards? Please, just cover it. My goodness, anyone have any manners? I just eat what was given to me. quite well. Yeah, yeah. I know. It, it, I can see that. I don't want to see that. I want to see none of that. I want to see it covered up. Can we please? Can we cover? Can we cover it, please. He doesn't, sorry. Lord. He he doesn't like any, eating anything but vegetables. He feels very sorry for the animals. I say as I eat more. So I'm. I'm hungry. I'm a large Listen. boy. <laughs> yeah, this is this isn't cooked anything. This is just yeah. No, this is raw. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have a breakfast soon. 
I use my master many manners to make sure that I was supposed to eat it raw. And if the answer is yes, then I just <laughs> I eat it raw. It like that. <laughs> <laughs> However, your iron stomach would definitely help you with that. Perfect. <laughs> so if you're like, oh, you're supposed to cook that, I'll be like, damn. <laughs> Uh, and then I also like pass like uh, furs out too, or no, it's lizard scale scales, scaly skin. Lizard is it, leather. Is it usable in any sort of fashion yeah, at all? Absolutely. Uh, think uh, think snake uh, leather, like snake skin cool. boot. You could easily fashion a, a five foot long lizard with, uh, could easily be fashioned into some kind of leather garb. Maybe a belt. Of course, you'd need somebody with that relevant skill set. But hey, you are in the city of Gem with one of the foremost markets in the South. So you can certainly find somebody to do that. We don't want to be here very much longer. Look here, my DRM. What's your craft there, buddy? <laughs> there right there? Yeah. Uh, do we by any chance have tools or things of like... No, you don't need tools, this... remember? You remember, craftsman needs no tools. Well, sure, but that also... <laughs> You know, burns up my ability and whatnot. You know, but uh, like... I believe you do have just the the general tools to okay. things, unless you you obviously don't have a workstation or anything advanced. But for basic stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, hear me out. Uh, this creature lives in this climate, so utilizing this should be beneficial. I mean, it's possible to maybe make some sort of a short cloak that might help to handle the elements a little better for an individual. I could try and pull something together with the with the hide. The carcass of this beautiful creature? No, thank you. I'll stick to my, my silks, all right? They were extracted from a creature without the need to kill it. Uh, okay. Okay, man. <laughs> I, I just nod at you and I eat more of my raw lizard. <laughs> You know that's that's bug saliva, right? Just saying. And then I hand the the carcass the, or the 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 skin to uh, Durham. Uh, and yeah. Durham will just, I guess, start going to work on it. Uh, you can give me a uh, first off. You can give me a wits, either survival or lore, to uh, have an idea of what you could use this for. To you know, study it. Sure, I will. I will do that as I uh, as Durham reflects on uh, the activities and observations that were made while hunting this creature out in the desert wilds uh, and how it functioned as a living creature, considering what the hide itself may have done to help it through its uh, ability to swim through the sand. Uh, And I will attempt to investigate it while doing so. Any stun? Any stun? Uh, Yeah, you have a two-dot stun. Thank you! (laughs) My god. Uh, Four... Four. Okay. Uh, the scales are surprisingly smooth. Often with um, often with lizard scales, you'd find have a rough uh, texture to them. Uh, but they are very smooth. Obviously meant uh, obviously worn down by the constant shifting of through sand, uh, meant to allow it to more easily travel through. Uh, as you are examining the creature, you can also uh, the skin. You can also see that the scales themselves seem to have a a small hinge like uh, a hinge like appendage at the top of them which allows them to slightly fold out uh, from what you've seen it's probably when it emerges from the sand to allow it to vent heat a little bit its own form of sweating or expelling uh, heat in order to cool down by allowing the scales to slightly shift out when it's above the ground and let the air pass through that's really smart and no biologists should um, put any any thought into what I just said Hmm. it's it's magic. It's it a magical really cool. world. That sounded, that sounded great. That was great. Yeah. 
Especially if you came up with that off the top of your head. I, yeah. I'm, I'm very impressed. A plus pseudoscience. <laughs> Masters in bullshit. <laughs> uh, so, but yes. Uh, so with that, you can see that if you were to build something out of this, assuming that you could find a way to work that mechanism that would be easy for, um, it would be easy for not only, you know, keeping warm in colder climes, but also allowing them to slightly fan out to allow that airflow through for cooling while still being able to wear what is essentially leather armor out in the heat. Uh, as Dirham, like starts moving around the scales and seeing the adjustments, uh, a small smirk will appear just down the corner of his face. And I think I can figure something out with this. Uh, and he'll just start tinkering away. Just there. Just start working on it. Uh, it what do you, it'll take a while for you to make it into something. Sure. Uh, but I guess we're finally delving into crafting rules here for a basic yes! project. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh my God, learning. I love this. <laughs> so what is it you're trying to make? Uh, what would I, you like to make? I think, I, think, I think armor. I think it's time to start making some armor for, for the... Not not the mountain-sized people, but at least something that hopefully will upgrade one of our people in the party. Okay. Uh, the process of tanning the leather, uh, the, the, or preparing it properly, uh, it'll take some time. It needs to properly dry out, be processed, uh, in order for you to be able to work with it efficiently without it, you know, having all the rotting bits of flesh that come with the skinning process. Uh, it has to be treated properly. That's going to take a couple days of curing or whatnot. George doesn't actually know anything about that process, but I believe that it takes some time there. Uh, feel free to let me know in the comments if I'm completely <laughs> incorrect and I will ignore it. Don't worry. Uh, from then, once you have your finished material, uh, it would take a few hours to actually begin crafting it into what you need. So all told, it would probably take about three days of work to complete this. If I activate Craftsman Needs No Tools, which uh, without the need for tools or a workshop, the Exalt can start basic and major projects as soon as uh, she has the proper ingredients and can complete such works with blazing speed, often in just minutes or seconds. Uh, it allows me to gain craft point bonuses from my handiwork and can be used equally well in both building and repair projects. And additionally, if I use tools to assist in my work, the cost of the charm is reduced by two months. But I don't know. I think I have really... I don't know if I have tools. I might have basic oh, stuff, but I don't know if I have I'm tools. looking... Are the rules and the basic projects have like an oh. interval of like several minutes, several hours of working? So, yeah, pretty much would condense that down even further. Yep. So, basically, the process of making the actual uh, it's going to slow it down significantly, uh, rather, speed it up significantly. Does the charm actually say how much it speeds it up? I don't think so. Of course, it doesn't. Instantly uh, completes it. I think that's what it says, right, Craig? Uh, I'm trusting you. I'm it sure. says when used, this charm allows you to instantly complete any crafting project that ah. you want. And George does not need to um. read this to verify. <laughs> That's weird that they said George in the book, but I mean, you know, you can uh, you gotta follow the rules. <laughs> you finish basic or major project in minutes or seconds. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, if that's what it says, then I will assume that it will also, um, but it says once materials are available, correct? Yes. I have so, to have the proper materials. So if, okay. if the tanning and stuff is... So yeah, I would assume then. that the actual preparation of the material, <clears throat> you can't speed up the process of it drying? 
cool. but the actual working of it you would be able to okay so i'm not there yet but so in two days you'll be able to basically complete it like that yeah and most of those two days are going to be spent just waiting for the chemicals and processes to actually work into it so it's not like you need to be actively babysitting it would there okay. be anything that i could uh offer with all the information that I've jotted down about this creature that would help speed up the drying process at all? Probably not the drying process, but you would be able to give him an, give him a bonus on the crafting role, uh, possibly by pointing out bits of the creature as he's working on it to see where it would be the best places to take uh, from on this skin. Okay. All right. Well, I think I then Deerum is just setting up the leather as needed, hopefully like near like a, a window or something so that it can get a proper like sun bath. Uh, yeah, you don't no, need to worry about room, heat here. <laughs> the whole room will not smell of it. <laughs> uh, um, well, and everyone, it's it's not it's okay. This this is not imperative, but um, as we're as we're um, you know, just out and about, if you happen to see a really large rhino-looking thing, maybe let just let let me know. Is this related to Pluton, or is this another beautiful animal you want to massacre? No, she needs the animals in order to become stronger. Like, she needs to look at them and be like, oh, okay, that's how it she works? She definitely needs to look at them first, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I squint my eyes at him. Can I Can I make an insight check of some kind? Sure. I'm not good at lying, so I'm, I'm, I'm just going to use my base guile. I'm not going to pump it. I'm not intelligent, so I don't see the subtext there. Uh, Give me perception socialize. Oh, goodness. Okay. What's my base guile? I think it's three, two, maybe. Perception, so oh, I four. Is I have guile four. You actually have good guile. My manipulation is bad, but my socialization and stuff are good. So I think that's what does it. And I got zero successes. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I look at Mountain and I like, can I spit my eyes? I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I assume I haven't lied. I'm like, you get it, but he doesn't. He doesn't get it. No, and I just, I just like stroke Uba softly on my shoulder. I'm like, see, it's okay. She's not going to hurt any animals. It's okay. It was just the one. The other mug's totally on board for this. I mean, I don't care. I eat animals all the time. I eat several animals a day. I'm not going to, I can't judge people. Uh, I eat five dozen eggs. So a drama link has an animal with him. I have a tiny pet, uh, Halton monkey. It's like a little monkey on my shoulder. Um, uh, and it like glares at you with its beady little eyes and weighs a little paw. It's very cute. George, can you, can you voice Uba for everyone? Just... Kill? George, no, 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 to... not, not killing. She's not going to kill. She just needs to look at it. Uba probably understood this up there. Me, me. <laughs> Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Uba has points in socialize. <laughs> he does have a stat uh, block. I don't know what it is, but he has it. Uh, George, yeah. I do have a question, though. Okay. Um, for the animals that I can shape shift into, mm -hmm. is monkey already one of them? Yes, Jesus it is. Christ. You already have the form right. of a monkey. Cool, good to know. <laughs> I just uh, need to know if my mind I'm ever sorry. goes there or not. What? That's all. That's all. <laughs> Uh, for the if you commit four motes uh, as a miscellaneous action, you can transform into any of the shapes that are listed on your animal forms, which you will see if you open your character on the bio miscellaneous. Well, and you have plenty of room for other ones if you so choose to add them. Well, we're going to find out that this is what happened to Invincible One. Yep. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Drinks doesn't have to know. Right. Monkey is definitely on there. It is. Lucky. Are you doing anything with that information? Uh, me? Yeah. Uh, Play no, with Uba. 
No, this is just informing informing oh. my interactions. Right. You were waiting to see if you were gonna want to eat Uba. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> that is a major intimacy with me, okay? I would instantly I would instantly go berserk. Now we know the button. And I would I would hope my teammates would like would, back uh, me up against no, the lore. On, 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 on that, yeah, I would have to be like, dog. <laughs> please. <laughs> Go eat a stranger <laughs> monkey. Don't eat his monkey. Uh, is not that, yeah, it is. Palta is right. that far. No, but this this rhino has very uh, interesting uh, horns, actually. Uh, oh, I've never seen it. one. Uh, perhaps we could look at it together. I hear they are quite majestic creatures. Are they particularly good at, like, piercing the skin of, like, solars or something? Oh, no, 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 no. That's not the cool thing. Deerum okay. finishing and, like... Wiping his hands off of the skin chimes in. Uh, it, it it devours rare minerals and actually converts them into its horn, like it, gem, it's like it's a gem horn, like a like a purifying aspect. Uh, it's all the like, impurities. Yes. Hmm. Well, I imagine we could go to like an animal market or something. They would probably have that. Uh, these are, I think, rather uh, large and exotic creatures, right? Lore. Uh, I, I believe so. I haven't seen one in person myself. I I think that possibly within the mountain itself, they may naturally exist. Keep in mind, these are creatures that eat rock and gems. To put into perspective the power of the jaw, let alone the creature itself. Okay. Well, so like a piece of resplendent liquid, only for gems. Uh, I suppose. <laughs> you know better than me. You say so. <laughs> Again, not imperative. It would just be really, it's it's on my bucket list, to be fair. Um, <laughs> you know, I learn more about you every day, Laura. It's incredible. How did how did the meeting go? I you. Um, went good. Uh, Sparrow took it in a direction that I did not expect. He just told the truth. Um, <laughs> this very much scared the, the despot. Um, Wait, so the despot is aware of the... the not the... the entire details, but just that there is a very powerful artifact that we have free reign to go hunting in the city. And as long as we don't dawdle and stay here too long, he won't mind our entire mercenary company being uh, a part of the search. He just wants us to leave once we're finished. Mm-hmm. But but we can just get to work. Yeah, yes. Yes. Turn turns to Sparrow. Great job. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, then are there any other items we need to address before we actually start scouring the city? Royal takes a small jewelry box and presents it to Diram. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can work something with this as he opens it up and shows a small metal uh, thing. Like how big was it, George? I believe it was a quarter sized. Yeah, huh. a, a quarter of weird shimmering metal. Do we have here? And he leans in. He doesn't doesn't even touch it yet. <laughs> uh, that's star metal from the Namons. We bought it for it. Uh, I think that Quite since well, yeah, it's worth it's like hundred times its weight in you know jade, but what have you. Um, I was thinking that maybe we could work uh, something with this for that uh, tapestry we have. It seems to be, I'm guessing, spitballing here it might be resonant with that you know artifact. I think it might. What do you think, dear? Hmm. The uh, thing we wrap our weapons in? Y- yes, that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Lord, have you seen that? What do you see in that in your tapestry? And Deerum will pick up the piece. Martin, show me the magic trick. Uh, I don't think. Doesn't it show us all something different? Or I think all of us show the same thing. It shows something different to Adramalek's servant. 
Yes, the random lady. Yeah. Okay, her name is Jessica. Let's I not, don't you know. Wow, you remember? Okay. <laughs> I know a Jessica. I know That's all of my... And, and servant is a harsh word, okay? Let's just be clear. Yes. Servant is the kindest word so that we have. <laughs> follower, follower, follower. Sure. All right. You remember I'll Jessica, start... not your brother-in-law? <laughs> 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 Look, I repress anything that has to do with my family, okay? I have to. <laughs> Otherwise, I will go batshit crazy. <laughs> All right. I think judging by... I knew there was someone who saw something where I was like, that's different. Maybe we do this after the, we are done with this task. Uh, Dirb's first going to just zone in and uh, examine the star metal itself and actually just really, really get into it and kind of, at least with his mind's eye, cross compare it to the tapestry itself and kind of think what what he can kind of uh i guess i guess manufacture to to okay. have a, some sort of resonance with it all right i am torn between lore and occult for this uh does anybody have any requests or suggestions for which would be more appropriate you what would you prefer i think he's equal in both so i don't think it matters to I, him but so uh, I would, I'd, 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 I'd go i'd go i'd go i'd probably go uh probably go occult Let's go cult. The okay. only reason I would say, and I was actually, I actually thought I was going to screw you, but I was going to say a cult because you're trying to think of the interaction. You're not mm-hmm. trying to think of the history of it. Right. Yeah. You're working Sounds the good. magical properties of a material here. Yep. Go right. for it. And I'm, uh, I'm going to do a, a big old, big old pump on this one. Do boy. <laughs> Oh, botch, 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 botch. Stop it. <laughs> You're on my side. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's funny. <laughs> Think of the viewers, Craig. Do it for the viewers. You take the tapestry, for the viewers. We, we unravel it and then spool something else into it. All of and time and nice space falls apart. <laughs> uh, nine successes. Okay, and you're trying to see how these could possibly work uh, together. Yeah, or, or or if there is a step in between, uh, what kind of device would Deerm need to uh, work on creating to maybe focus the star metal itself so that then it can have some sort of uh, uh, positive reaction to the tapestry itself? Maybe like a focusing agent that then, in conjunction with the star metal we can gleam a little bit more clarity behind the tapestry itself. Uh, so as far as, so as far as actually embedding the star metal into it or anything like that, that seems like that would probably, that would probably be an incredibly difficult thing to do. Uh, this tapestry is, it has survived a lot of um, abuse, not just from your hands and from your weapons, but it literally existed in the center of a volcano for a long time. Um, right. And it has maintained these properties despite whatever remove whatever powerful force managed to remove it from the loom of fate, which is something that should not be able to happen in the first place. Uh, however, utilizing star metal, what you might be able to do is build some kind of, like you were saying, a focus, which would allow you to interact with it and possibly more guide or tune the vision that you're being shown because as it stands currently it seems to move forward in time based on the proximity a person has to the tapestry you don't have any way of controlling it other than a person getting further away from it which is not very helpful when you're trying to study it uh but utilizing the star metal you might be able to build a way of focusing tuning it to specific moments um maybe pause it in the process, maybe actually locking into specific times within this flow uh, in order to get a better picture of what's happening. Make like a glove of lenses or something. This would not be an easy task in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Dara puts the piece of metal back in the box, 
closes it, gives it back to uh, Regara and says, I think with enough time and a halfway decent workshop, we could try maybe something to help us understand the tapestry in more detail rather than it just giving us this sort of wild vision. Uh, I can try. That's the best I can do. And the more time I have, the better. But uh, I think along the lines of Lore's look sidelong at her bucket list and back to the group. Uh, I think our task at hand, uh, if we can push it forward, we should. And if I have downtime, I'll see what I can do. But this is a very good find. Uh, I don't know why I'm surprised, but uh, once again, well done, Sparrow. We're meeting with Namons today, and they have a pretty well-stocked workshop, and they might have more of this metal around for trading. Well, it may take them some time to gather it, but they should have the means for it. So, yeah, if we want to work that angle, we definitely can push that. More material might make it a little bit of an easier process. Uh, hmm. Is it local to the area? Do you know? It's rare across all of the world, all of creation. I can't think of seeing many more than this amount at once. Good question, well, though. If it was found, they might, and they have a decent stock, perhaps? They, uh, a... they might be able to acquire more, gather more, because it is, you know... One of the magical materials of the world is not, you know, jade. It's not that uh, abundant. Hmm. It's from what I learned, it's like negative tapestry. You know, when the stars fall, this is what they're made out of. Okay. Well, I think any more we can get our hands on would only do well for us, but uh, I guess something to keep in mind. Worth investigating. Did you, did you pay for this? Yes. Do you still have jade? Yes. You have been busy. <laughs> I'm a wrecker, after all. We deal with money. I get it, I get it. I suppose it's odd coming from my perspective, but very well. Uh, okay. Well, unlike everybody else here, I wasn't cut out from my you know, family's coffers. Rub it in, why don't you? <laughs> uh, hmm. Well, then what's on our next to-do? Uh, Dinner have... and then day market. Okay. It's a breakfast meal. Oh, it's a breakfast now. Oh, yes. We have to go soon. Yes. That's what I'm telling you. Not to give yourself stuff to with the meat. But like, yes, you have a big stomach. So that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's nothing. Eating half a lizard does fine for a mountain. Uh, okay, well, let's see if they have the other half. Uh, should we get moving? Yes. Yes. I want to meet with Naylon Darrow. Very curious as to what they want with us. Okay. Well, no better time than the present. Let's go. Uh, a servant arrives at the door to the residence you are staying at to escort you to uh, the Naman estate. As opposed to when you are traveling to the meet with the despot, there is very little opulence to be seen here. Uh, the pathway leading up to it is just like any other residence here. You see the stone, you see the various uh, other residents, especially ones that would be working for or alongside the representatives of House Neyman. Um, and when you reach their actual estate, it does not match even the uh, even what you had seen with uh, the house that you've been staying at of House Kapak, which was very much uh, which was very much structured to resemble one of the uh, large imperial, uh, one of the larger structures within the realm itself to mirror that grandeur and bring it into this place. Here, however, what you see, while not plain, looks more akin to a large workshop carved into the wall. Uh, you are, however, still shown inside. And when you get inside, you see that it is indeed still very nice. It is very well furnished. Uh, there is nothing, however, to the effect of what you saw at the Despot's place of residence. 
everything, while nice, seems to serve a purpose. Respectable. Oh, you were led through a, this, uh, play, this place of residence to a dining hall. It is much more reasonably sized, made to house at most uh, 20 people. Uh, and the table itself is set only for your group plus two others. Oh. You can see they're waiting for you. Uh, a pitcher of water between every two plates, as well as some initial offerings of uh, some not quite local fruits, but ones that are not quite as far off as what you had experienced the other day uh, that are waiting for you. You see that, uh, yes, there are there are five of you. There are seven plates set. Uh, you know what? Give me a, Andrew Malik, give me an essence roll. Oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, this is just... name tag? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> To just roll my essence. Yep. That's how I'm doing luck rolls. It seems like uh, it seems like a reasonable way to do it, as you will get more lucky as your uh, impact on this world grows. Fair, 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 fair. I'm trying to remember where I find essence. My thing. I think I'm essence, your essence three. Is three. Yes. Okay. Oh, it's at the top. Essence. Okay. Yeah. Because it's not something that you often really roll, but <laughs> I don't think it's like actually Uber. rolled for anything. <laughs> oh, okay. That's uh, two successes. That's pretty good. Okay. Um, next to one of the plates that is set, there is a smaller one that is set using what probably was a plate from like a tea set um, and only the smallest of uh, utensils set next to it. Okay. Okay. Darren will mutter. It looks like they know a bit about us, don't they? Makes sense. They did call for us immediately. Oh, about his money. That's very true. I, I appreciate the hospitality. Mm. Uh, okay, then. <clears throat> I mean, you're the one that knows if something is a threat, so I trust you. And I clap <laughs> Dero on the back, and I just sit down in my chair. Would you like to give me a perception awareness roll? <laughs> I always Dero. do. I always. And it is a trap. Perception awareness, because this feels like an ambush. I also have danger sense. Hey, I have that too. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everybody loves danger sense. I just walk into every situation like it's the best day of my life. Is that merit danger sense or is that specialty dangers? Merit danger sense. Mm. Yep. I only got it too. You only got it too. This is a really nice setup. This is really nice. Uh, all the assholes are behind the Viasconces. Mm. Uh, your hackles are probably on edge a little bit near them as this is your house mm -hmm. <laughs> so like how mountain was probably a little nervous about meeting with house kathak you're probably a little nervous about meeting with house Naban. although like with him is there any real reason for these random people to to know you probably not ah especially you didn't introduce yourself by your last name yeah there's that too you don't ever use your your uh, family name or your house name okay so what do you do uh do i have i mean i Presume I have some sort of innate understanding of what my house's customs are for guests and what they should or shouldn't do, right? Uh, you can give me a wits socialize. Cool. Wits socialize. As Diram rolls into the back of his head and uh, reflects on all of the scarring experiences of his own upbringing uh, mm, mm. to think about what he was forced to do or what he saw other people do to uh, pay their respects and whatnot. Uh, three successes. Three successes. Okay. Uh, often when a guest was invited to dine with your family, uh, they would be greeted immediately and it would be not too long before somebody showed. Uh, in the event that they were not able to greet immediately, a servant would show them to dining area where initial refreshments would be set out and it would be expected that they would be able to avail themselves of it while awaiting their host. Huh, cool. 
you know, Royal just, you know, does whatever he does, just sit down and waits for the staff to, you know, mm-hmm. give him anything. And then, you know, he knows what to expect. Mountain just sits down and starts eating because I already knew all that. <laughs> Man of many manners. <laughs> I think Derem just stands and waits, probably just looming over his chair. Yeah, I'll, I'll sit down. I'll start lounging and I'll have Uba at their little place. Uh, yeah, Laura will also sit down and start uh, grabbing like fruits or mm-hmm. bread or something like that and, and not gorging, but nibbling. For anyone who does not serve themselves, after a few minutes, a servant does come in and assist you, placing on your plate, uh, pouring your drink, because obviously it is by choice that you choose to feed yourself rather than by necessity. Hmm. After... Nod and then sits finally. Mountain's only going to take half a glass of water. After maybe five, ten minutes, uh, another individual enters. This is an older gentleman with graying hair around his temples uh, that otherwise a dark head of hair uh, running with a long cut down his back. He comes in wearing very fine but loose-fitting robes of... um, of uh, what appears to be some kind of silk uh, in the red shade. You can see uh, embossed in it the symbol of House Naman. Uh, and I believe that you had a description of the person that you were looking for. I want uh, Naman Darrow. Right? Yes. Uh, and this does match what you were expecting of House of Naman Darrow. Uh, the, man has, uh, the man has strong features, uh, but they have been aged. You can see the signs of wrinkling around the eyes and around the mouth. Uh, you can Anyone who would like to can give me a perception socialize on this individual. Perception socialize is terrible. Oh, goodness. Four successes. Oh, one success. One success, but not a botch. Three successes. Seven successes. How many? Wow. Seven. Nice. I know. You stole my luck. Surprised. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So anyone with four or higher uh, notes that the patterning of the wrinkles on the face are more akin to uh, more akin to the laughing facial feature rather than uh, the severe frowning or pinching of the face. Ah, so he's a friendly fellow. Nice. Once upon a time. <laughs> True. Uh, as he enters, he sees sitting there. I'm glad that you've made it. I'm glad that you agreed to meet with us. Uh, I hope our hospitality is fitting. Of course, then I'll stand as he enters and speaks, uh, just as a show of respect, assuming that's not a faux pas. Um, uh, as you stand, he gestures you please please sit we have no need for such formalities like that here please make yourselves comfortable enjoy what you have okay and adramalik will prop their feet up on the table <laughs> and like lounge completely back in the chair i just don't i just have learned just to not i'm just not gonna look over he quirks an eyebrow up slightly but realizes that that fits what he said and accepts it <laughs> uh oh. Laura kind of gives uh, Adramalik uh, just like a like a, a confused look. He just he's just chilling. He's just eating and drinking. <laughs> no, just eating completely reclined. Like it's more of like a reflective, confused look. <laughs> yeah, he's just attentively listening to what yeah. uh, Namandero says. We are uh, honored by your invitation. Please, uh, please, you shouldn't need to worry about that. You are a welcome visitor here. And it would it would be a disservice to you to not meet with this up and coming arrival. You are smiling mountain of the summit. 
It is correct. Yes, I, I assumed my guess was correct there. What brings you to the city? He sits, he seats himself and begins picking a few fruits and pouring himself a glass. We have uh, matters, <laughs> we have matters to attend to shortly uh, here. Things to uh, take care of. Uh, also, I am also always looking for a few more capable uh, members to join my ranks. And this place does not seem like a bad place to pick up on those. So you're recruiting, not looking for work? No. We are also taking work. To we'll be kind of foolish not to bring a, yeah, it'd be foolish to bring an entire mercenary company somewhere and not have it work. Eat quite a bit. So Gods. we are up for hire. Why is there something you are looking to hire us out for? He stops for a moment, takes a takes a breath, eats a piece of fruit. What do you think of our city? I've only been to so much of it. Uh, I think that it is a place where strength is valued, which is something that I can respect. Um, I think that some of that strength could be used to spread a bit more of the gains of the city around a bit more evenly. Yeah, but it is not my city to run. Interesting. And what do you think of the person whose city it is to run? He's a really smelly fellow. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> really poor dental hygiene, too, honestly. I mean, if you look at his teeth. It's like meat falling out of it. Absolutely disgusting. He I, acknowledges your statement with a nod. <laughs> I'll be entirely honest. Our meeting with him, that was all I could look at. I did not listen to really much of anything that he said. It was very off-putting and very distracting. Um, but, I mean, he's he seems very paranoid. I mean, rightly so, given the history of this place. But, um, yeah. Can't really say I I like the fellow. I, I actually I actually just nod and gesture to Ajmalik and I said, "Is it Ajmalik?" Says he is a person that seems to be obsessed with projecting the show of strength, but is terrified of the past. As Theorem said, he has burnt books. Yes, because uh, you gave us that lore roll in the beginning. Durham tells me he has burned books in the past and he is terrified of the future, which is why he meets with anyone who has any modicum of force who comes into his city. So I suppose what I think of him is someone who projects strength, but is ultimately very afraid. Perhaps a wise individual, a keen insight, though a bit loose in the tongue to be sharing such opinions within his city to someone you barely met. Mm. But I appreciate the candor. Anyone who sets a table, a place table for my monkey is a person I trust implicitly. <laughs> I just want that to be absolutely clear. I mean, you took the time to do that. That's They don't make plates like normally in that size. Like that, you had to have that specially crafted. And it's just I, a saucer. It's a I saucer for that. tea. Yes, I, I will admit that was not something specially crafted. It was part of one of our tea sets. It was. Meant and to there it is, the, the honesty. Saucer. See, I knew, I knew that it was a tea thing, but I wanted to see if you would take the credit. And no, you're a man of honesty. You're a man of character. I see even more, even more. I respect you, honestly. I assumed that I could trust you here because you wanted me here quite badly. Yes. Yes, I did. I, I must say you are bringing me rather sizable force to the city. And as you say, the despot can be paranoid regarding such things entering the city, but it also piques the interests of others. And if I may, where have you come from? You have come from, I assume, the, no the north somewhere, from your accent, from your demeanor, somewhere in the north of Korea, of 
creation? Initially, but where we come from or where our force comes from is much closer to the Riverlands. Riverlands, sensible. But you've worked there for a mercenary group. Hey, true. And if you are as capable as I believe you are, a lucrative uh, proposition to leave behind to come so far south. Obviously, yes, mercenaries are in high demand down here as well, but perhaps a little less interesting work than you could be getting for, say, if you were to hire yourselves out to representatives of the realm. Those are great dates. <laughs> Why so many questions? And what is your actual interest in us? This isn't. This is clearly more than just a polite meeting. I, I just gesture to, to the arm. Well, right now, the reason for my questions is to gauge your opinions on the city, the despot, and the realm itself. Will and you tell us yours? I am a loyal servant of the realm, of course. Of course. Insight! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's gonna have to double check that one. Read intentions. Go, go, go. I mean, that's that's what a, a person would have to say, but I don't know how true that is. All right, we're gonna pump this one. We're gonna pump a little. Gonna do a little pump. Uh, Eleven successes. There we go. God There's damn. our lie detector. Uh, yeah, got, what is his resolve? I got eight, but I, I didn't get 11. Yeah. Oh, what is his resolve? His resolve is... 22. That's currently crazy. enough that your appearance does not matter. Currently oh. uh, resolve five. A resolute fellow. Okay. You don't get to be a major representative of a house without being at least someone. <laughs> true, true. Unless true, you're fair. the despot. <laughs> three successes from me. All right, so we have an 11, a three. Eight. Eight. Anybody else rolling their uh, read intentions, which is perception socialized? I'm not going to roll higher than a three, so I'll throw it, but... May as well not botch, or no? Bo okay. botch, That's botch. true, I could botch. No, I And I did... Oh, wait, no, I got one success. Oh, botch. No, it's, it's a botch. It's a botch. <laughs> I saw the number six, and I was like, oh, I got six successes. And I was like, no, that's that's definitely not right. That's a botch. That's a botch. Uh, okay. Um, Son of a bitch. I got so three. <laughs> you got a three. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so, first off, for the botch, uh, there is repressed anger toward yeah. the realm. That's very fair. Uh, yeah. There is a reason why he is this far south, and it's clearly... Not because he has a great love for the realm. Nice. Uh, for anybody who got a... Uh, up, up, up. There's two Dial. threes, an eight, and an eleven. Okay, so the eight and the eleven are sufficient. Uh, for them, with the eight and eleven, there is truth to what he is saying. He is loyal to the realm. However, there is a hint behind it that there is probably something that he has holds a higher loyalty to. That while his he house. is loyal to the realm, he's probably more loyal to something else. And his house is probably a reasonable guess. So I kind of bootstrapped onto that. Like, I was so wrong, I was right, is essentially what you're saying. <laughs> sure. Go with that. Um. Yeah. So yeah, as soon as he's like, he's like, yeah, oh yeah, I, I love the realm. I'm like, oh yes, I know the worst, right? <laughs> oh, don't we all love the realm? <laughs> um, I, I imagine uh, someone such as yourself is aware of uh, sort of the, I guess it would be the tumultuous time. It seems like it's happening up north, and I imagine if down here was a bit a bit, little bit more stable it would act as kind of a or just a better place for good people of the realm to wait out such a storm not saying that's what you're doing or considering just saying that i would be considering those things if i was in a position such as yourself a wise outlook someone seeking to find protection from a storm north would do far could do far worse than to find shelter with the gem 
Well, if Jem was... If Jem was more aligned with the realm rather than simply loosely sitting alongside it. If they were more aligned with the peaceful tendencies that may allow uh, good people and houses to flourish. And you are aware, then, of the troubles going on up north. I, I suppose I shouldn't be surprised. Coming from the east, you must have been hearing inklings of the growing tension. And I'm sure you're aware, then, of how lucrative it could be to be a part of the side that will eventually come out on top in this conflict. When elephants fight, the grass gets trampled. I've been an elephant all my life. And I work very hard not to trample grass. I'm not interested in large wars that are going to hurt many people. I'm interested in saving as many people as I can, which is what my force is dedicated to doing. Admirable goal. And such a goal would be more easily attained if such conflict were to simply never happen. Or to be over so quickly that the grass would barely know it was being trampled. At this point, Adramalik will kind of just lean over to Lore. I'm struggling to track the metaphor. What's an elephant? It's <laughs> <laughs> really good, right? What, what's an elephant? Um, so like the size of a rhino, just not as cool. Uh, oh, it's big. Okay, okay. I had to, okay. <laughs> and he leans back in. <laughs> so I wonder then, are you... Would you be interested in being such a force to... Yes, I want to be an elephant. Ass? Yes. I, I, I actually didn't looks, hear what he said because Adramalis. <laughs> he looks in your direction. That's uh that is an interesting goal on your part. You wish to trample the grass beneath you? Looking at Adramalis. I, I put my hand up and say he doesn't have a stomach for it. Oh no, I I I, I think I messed up understanding the metaphor. We don't want to trample the grass. Even though it's cool to trample grass, the grass is the good. Okay. I I take it back. I don't want to be the elephant. <laughs> I Mountain's eyes do squint a little bit. <laughs> like he just like, what did you say? I'm sorry. Because I, I, Rich, did not hear what this guy actually said. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, no, you're head. right next to me. Actually, a character makes sense. You're going to be like, I want to be the elephant. And I'm like, I don't, what? what? <laughs> he uh, closes, I shakes his head slightly. I, you know, I, I, I must admit that I may have lost my own train uh, slightly there, but would it not interest you to be one of those elephants who are stopping the other elephants from trampling us? That's what I meant, that I want to protect the grass by being a big elephant that kills the the other elephants that are trying to trample the grass. I'll cut Uh, through this. What are you actually proposing? Just, we are, as Diram says, the need for secrecy is, well, admirable, and I understand certain things. It could be treasonous to speak of. We are not we are not the kind to take your words and bring them elsewhere. What you speak of with us, I will assume is for the good of many. And if I feel like it is going to a place that we're not going, then the conversation can end or go somewhere else. But speak on what you wish, as dear requests. Okay. So you're speaking to instill uh, a feeling trust. of trust. I am here. trying to instill trust. Yeah. Social battle, go. <laughs> what other intimacy are you using on mm-hmm. from his end? Um, you don't technically know any, but you can. Well, I think it's house. I, I think the house thing is something. That's why I'm. And he seems like he wants to stop war. So you can go with like, hey, I'm also from the realm. Therefore, you know, we're better than this. You know, petty squabble here on the periphery. Listen, we often hear of the golden ages of the times before of the great jade thrones, but people do not harp beyond whispers and words of the times between. And I cannot imagine how many people 
people suffered, people such as people from your house, people from my house, good people that didn't need to suffer and such wars of wars didn't need to take place. So if there's a way to stop this, rather we just speak plainly about it so we can, as you say, stop it from happening before it becomes to a head. Okay. Uh, you have hit... Protecting people. One of his intimacies, yes? You have hit a major intimacy. Yeah, he's a good person. You will get a minus two uh, resolve uh, penalty against the roll. So you can go ahead and make your uh, charisma presence. Nice. Um, Do it up. Do it up. Do it up. And then we're going to pump. We're going to put five into it. Why not? Is he resisting with any intimacy? Uh, Is he he Super mistrustful. (laughs) He is not. I don't want to be, you know, trial for treason here. <laughs> That's not in a lot of people's intimacies. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, no, believe it or I, I believe everybody should probably have, like, just an implied intimacy and I don't want to be tried for treason, but... I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> I think there was something that you could assume that every, every normal, rational being has an uh, you know, defining intimacy of, I want to be alive, mm-hmm. therefore... Yep. Uh, I got an 11. Oof, that's nice. Yeah, that's a nice I roll. I five in. <laughs> when titans or, as you say, elephants fight, it is not the elephant that suffers, it is the grass. And there is such a conflict brewing within the realm now. I would seek help in ensuring that one side is able to build what is necessary to prevent any conflict from blossoming out. To stop this war before it can happen. Hmm. Doing so would involve building strength places that are now perhaps merely aligned. Strengthening places that are currently bastions to clean up some of these areas which may weaken us, or they can be allowed to snowball into a conflict that will shake creation. I have sort of had a, a vision of a future, a future which is better than the one that we're currently living in. And I've connected with myself, found something, a, a purpose, a drive. I think I, that this task this fits that. It is a admirable goal. And you, I assume, have your finger. Well, I have, and my fellows here have rumblings of what's going on north. Perhaps you have a much more clear picture. I do not, and correct me if I'm wrong, let's assume that we had a city to the south, rich in resources and troops, uh, merely aligned with the realm. He would still take time to shake things up appropriately, unseat, reseat, and then consolidate those resources. Then after all that was done, well, it would prevent, let's say, that city to the south from spreading outward and maybe consolidating power uh, in the way that they currently do or the way they currently have. I do not know if that strength would be utilizable in a timely fashion, but I do think that it would make a good shelter for the storm. If I may, and he it's... removes, he reaches into pocket and pulls out a rather sizable uh, gem of ruby, places it on the table. Imagine that is a precious resource sought by many. The one who could manage to find it, claim it, and present it to the realm would surely be seen in a far more favorable light. You do not need to utilize the gem. You need, you need merely be the one who has presented it. So the assumption is, is this gem. If you presented it, then you would yourself have power and it would make the others wary, too wary to fight each other without knowing what side you're on. So here's, uh, this is, or would it give you enough influence to potentially to, to potentially sway those who are yet undecided in who should be the next to sit upon the throne. And this gem is like a metaphor for something 
really good and not gem as in literally the city that we're in. Just just to clarify again, because you're saying the word gem and, and we're in gem. So it's it's very good. Uber, are you following along? Uber, pay attention. Sit up. Ingo <laughs> <laughs> dives back into the groups. Yeah, you got that answer, Malik. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I think the big question is, though, which cadet house would take it over? Because I don't think great-grandmother Scarlet Empress would allow a great house to take this gem in the threshold. Of course, but unfortunately, our beloved Empress has not been seen here for some time, and the vacuum is growing large. And it is perhaps time that someone step forward to fill the hole till such a time as she is able to. Turn. You want to help people, yes? It's always my goal. I want to help people as well. And is it what is going to help most? Allowing this rot to fester, seeking to prevent it before it can happen. I think. <sighs> if I may, you've not been in this city long, but surely you've seen the issues that plague it. I have gone out of my way to not. I am a very active person. Perhaps wise. Were you to strike out on your own uh, due to rash action, I'm sure swiftly dealt with. But perhaps with a large enough force, the city could be fixed. Here is what I think. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think what's, I think the vacuum that you speak of exists now. I think that gem would be pulled into the vacuum whether it liked it or not. I think that a large hand would come and reach out for that gem. And either the gem would move as it was being pulled and it would end up on one side or other of the vacuum or it would be crushed and then the gem would belong to someone else that's what i think will happen i don't think this festering has this isn't an overnight thing the realm is huge this isn't something that's a city or an army is going to solve i think your idea has merit and i think if you wish to try it i i think it's admirable but what i would if we were going to help you get such a thing and i point i don't say gem obviously this <laughs> just point at the ruby I would want it to be a place that people could go for shelter, regardless of a vacuum. I would want it to be a place that if worse came to worst and the vacuums pulled in either direction and what festered came to be, then the gem could simply exist. Two sides pulling upon it and the vacuum, yes, you're right, it would surely crumble. But if it finds the backing of one side or the other, then it, it could should. become juicy. Or it becomes another place to be trampled, and it's just another city in a war. Or it is a city sitting alongside a war, waiting for either side to attempt to claim it by force. I think that this place has the resources and the forces to not be worth it, similarly to Nexus in the Riverlands. It's too far, and it has too much to defend itself with. It's never worth the, the juice. It's not worth the squeeze. And I actually squeeze a date because dates actually have very little juice in them. So even with my strength, like nothing really comes out, or not a lot, I think, if they're dry dates. And by doing that, you are making a place potentially where people can go, people who do not want to be part of such a thing. Or you could spread your influence since this place is... A fortress of fear. You could easily move more upwards to the other places and protect even the desert long. The places that this place, the forces that this place could bring to bear in protection as a protectorate are not small. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do what you wish, but what I'm saying is if you immediately ally with one side or the other, you are just becoming another grain of sand. You are, I, I understand the desire to make it so it's even, but this isn't about war, is not always about numbers to people it is about ego it is about what's due it is about what's deserved and one side very specifically it is about what is deserved and there is no amount of math that is going to make that go away oh so wise <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> 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 
this is also I could be completely wrong because I only know what we've learned throughout the campaign. So I have like three cue cards with information of what the fuck is going on. <laughs> uh, then why are we taking points? <laughs> why, why indeed, Sparrow? <laughs> uh, so what is also because your... I don't want to help this guy. That's why. Uh, yeah, like he's I want to cool. help him, but I don't want him he, to do the. He's the nice. Thing. I like him. So. <sighs> What is your objection here? It is that you think the city, it's that should this happen, the city will be, the people in the city will be round to dust, as you say, regardless. My objection, my concern, is I don't want to see this city become another piece on the board. If you're talking about taking this piece off of the board in all, all directions, I like that, because that helps people. But adding this city's force and the resource, that's more dead. There are no pieces, creation, that are not on the board. Everything, every place, is one more tally on one side or the other. One more check mark on who should be the one to rule. In the end, if one side does not overwhelmingly push aside the other, then that is when the little pieces must fight. So, with that in mind, if one side can gather enough pieces to show that they do have the definitive right of rule, you can forestall or perhaps even completely prevent that conflict of pieces. But if they choose to stand aside forever, then the stalemate continues until eventually boils over. And you want Ooh. this piece? This, this piece is one that is currently flawed and horribly, horribly biased against the people who live here. It would be doing a service to the people to find a way to right the inequities. This piece also is an inheritance of violence and chaos, and has been from ruler to ruler for quite some time. I might understand that you think that you know how to solve that. I'm not saying that it would be easy, but... No things worth doing are. There is that. And there has been some peace here for, for a few generations now. After all, the current despot is descended from the original founder of the city of Gem. Is he that really is what he tells us after all. Yeah, I thought he was just saying that. I, I don't know. He looks like, you know, kind of, And I mean, if he was really a conqueror, I feel like he'd be more like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, so. this one is uh, the, a far descendant, I'm afraid. But if one were to be able to disprove such claims and perhaps present one who truly is such. You, you know of this person you, or you know of a person? He looks toward the seat that is yet empty. He's invisible. Uh, no, he looks at you and shakes his head. No, no, he's not empty. He's not invisible. He is simply not here at the moment. But if he were to exist, perhaps a little bit of that stability would be gained. So, so he does exist or you're just implying? Again, you're very vague with all of this stuff. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I love that we're mixing metaphors and everything, <laughs> but... Does he actually exist, or are you saying you want one of us to pose as him? And if he would exist, then we could solve the problem. Like, like, what are we doing? Well, what's the? If one of you were to pose as him, all we would be doing is creating another situation as it is now. So he does exist, <laughs> and you know where he is. Or he does exist, and you don't know where he is. Just, just <laughs> give it to. Give it to me straight, man. I'm, I'm really. I'm not gonna lie. I feel bad as Rich because as Mountain, I would probably absolutely want to stop this. But as Rich, I really don't want to. So I will absolutely admit this is some character bleed. Where I'm just like, no, go, keep going, please. He starts at, at your bluntness. Um, such a person with a claim does perhaps exist. You just said, does perhaps. Does he exist or not? I, I, do you know? It's so hard to break, my friend. What can I say? <laughs> While we are in conversation, 
He's not going to give us absolutes. This is discussion. <sighs> he did set a plate for him. I did. So I'm yeah. supposed to read that as I, I, I can't do. I'm sorry, everyone. I really tried. I really tried. And he just grabs one of the glasses and he just begins chugging it. Just like, go on, go on, go on. Uh, so, okay. So if we were to find evidence the current despot is not a legitimate ruler and find a more suitable heir of the original despot that can rally this city united uh, under his or their claim to rule it, then I suppose House Neymon here would be able to exert influence over this treasure that we have here in the south and help matriarch Nemon herself stake her claim to the Scarlet Throne and therefore obviate the need for a possible civil war that might be brewing. I think that's the situation, right? You are far more eloquent than I could ever hope to be. I also I would uh, not have guessed that they were going to throw up a new ruler. So, or is that not a new ruler? I don't know. Why <laughs> However, there is one thing that is perhaps outside of, as has been implied, such a person does exist, and such proof may already be in our hands. However, what we lack is the force to stand behind. We know how brutal the current despot can be, and if such a claimant were to come forward, he would not survive long. Oh, they would try and kill him for sure. Aptly put. Or her. I mean, I don't know. It could be either. Hence you approaching the newest mercenary company coming into the city. The newest and... From what has been told, substantial, powerful, and, if anything, like its commander. <laughs> Can't stress enough. <laughs> <laughs> we did do an expose. No. We did do it like a whole big thing where we were like, they're all as big as you. <laughs> well, Whoops. <laughs> quite so a display the, that you put on the other day. Yes. So the question remains, what do we get out of this? Well, there are, of course, the less tangible benefits, which I believe appeal to a fountain toward you, of preventing a civil war which could uproot the lives of thousands or more and plunge the realm into chaos, destruction, and who knows what else. But you need not think that that is the only reward. You are, of course, mercenaries, and mercenaries require payment. Not only, of course, payment for this service, but should you prove successful and as well equipped as I believe, it would be a good foot in the door for a new United Realm and future lucrative contracts. Mm, it's a new house kafak, I suppose. Lucrative contracts. That sounds very nice. What do you say, Uber? Lucrative contracts? Yes? Yes? Um... I'd like to quickly roll something for, to figure out like, what's the political situation currently in the realm? Like, who other than Naimon is vying for the throne? And how do our houses stand to like gain or lose, depending on who wins, I guess? Uh, you already had that information, I believe, from a previous one, that the primary uh, con- uh, contender against it is Tepe Ajaba. Okay. Uh, that was like, who's the... One that looks more like the Empress for the purposes of the <laughs> vision we had. Yes. With Tempest, the... Tempest Najala, right? Tepet. Tepet. Ajaba. Tepet Ajaba. Daughter of Tepet Arada. <laughs> yes. Tepet Ajaba, the Rose Black, who is a, well, um, is a quite capable commander of forces um, and is one of the other people who has been primarily put forward and the other main 
candidate aside from Naman. If I remember correctly, an individual in green armor. Yes, she does often wear green armor into combat. Perhaps relating to a certain vision we saw, or perhaps there would be... Perhaps that was the implication. However, as was pointed out, many people wear green because of, you know, Jade. Jade, And many people have red hair that are in command and look kind of like the Scarlet Empress because, well, they're all the same bloodline. Descended from her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the question is like, uh, who would our houses, at least, you know, Royals thinking about like his immediate family as well, who they support more. Because technically, like Namon and Ragara don't really see along after Ragara tried to assassinate her multiple yeah. times. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But to be fair, many people tried to assassinate many people. Yeah. Assassination so... is like saying hello in the realm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, but okay, you uh, you can give me a uh, intelligence, lore. intelligence lore, yeah. Or bureaucracy, there are ten dice. Uh, if it's ten dice, either way, then I would say bureaucracy is probably the way to go. Two successes only. Oh, oh no. Um, so as far as the houses go, uh, it, it's it's hard to tell how the houses themselves are aligning because there are different uh, power structures within it, different power players, and some may be supporting one versus the other. Uh, in general, the military houses are more uh, putting themselves behind Tepid Java as a source of strength, believing that she is one who can bring in power and bring in stability through might. Um, Whereas Naman represents more progress and the ones who are more money-minded can see the potential of her advance, of her house's advancements technologically, um, as well as, well, just in general war, well, War is good business, so that some of the ones are also a little bit skirting that line because while little people get crushed, people who make the things that crush people also make a lot of money. <laughs> money. So yeah. uh, a lot of people are skirting that line still. Unfortunately, with two successes, I will not be getting more specific. That's fair. Uh, is... Obviously, Naman is, uh, House Naman is supporting Naman and, uh, House, <laughs> and you know... <laughs> Huh. So which side is, you know, House Ragara currently playing? Probably both sides, because, yeah, money stuff. Uh, same likely with uh, House Sinus. <laughs> okay. But, so, yeah, the only thing we have is Mountain's families supporting more of Tepet. Makes okay. sense. Warriors, supporting warriors. Yeah. Hmm. So are we going to get this last seat filled today? Well, I suppose that depends on your answers. I mean, I'm kind of the mindset if we're going to back someone that we should meet them first. I, well, technically that's the mercenary work that you could be backing someone even blindly. But... It's not how my mercenaries work, so I understand. I would make the counterpoint that when someone's very existence is a threat to the ruling power in the area, keeping them hidden until such a time as allegiances have already been determined is good practice. I, I, I nod in agreement with uh, our host. Suppose uh, my friend here, Smiley Mountain, has mostly moral questions about the person, whether they are better than the current despot or whether they'll trample the glass. And that's the big question that will make or break this deal. If I may, I find it hard to imagine somebody who could be worse than. I find it hard to that's imagine fair. someone who that's, will have worse fate. That's really if I plant them on a throne and they are worse or even a shadow of what I would do to them. And I would hate to have to undo one of my mistakes. So I would like to meet them, but I'm not going to force you. I understand that we shouldn't meet them right now, but I will say this. 
that you're talking about preventing war. So when war does break out, if war does break out, and this gamble doesn't pay off, if, again, I assume you know much more about the goings-ons up north than me. One of the uh, things that I've come to realize is that there are many people, and I actually gesture at everyone around me, who are much better at many things than I am. So I will assume you have more information than I do. So let's say that this gamble, though, doesn't work out, that it's war does happen, then what does, what does Jem do? What does Jem do? Then Jem finds its resources supporting a war effort, rather than being put into standing alone. Jem is a lucrative patient. Either side would seek to harness its resources. Or, and I'm just thinking if this was me, if I was a person who had been promised something for a long time and then I had it, I would consider it to be stolen from me. Uh, again, not me, because obviously if this is not my case, I would probably become verily embittered, might turn to all sorts of things. Now, Mountain is thinking this just so everyone knows why Mountain is making this jump, because Mountain does think Tepid is the person with the Void Dragon, and I am worried that, you know, it's like, oh, do you make a weird deal with this weird-ass Void Dragon because you're losing? So that's where this is coming from. So I might do anything in order to ensure that I can secure this power. And if I had, let's say, many Earth-blooded, I may say, you know what? Maybe no one should have this resource, and all of a sudden I turn something into a tomb because it's supporting the realm too hard, or it's supporting the other side too hard. And then the thing that should have stood alone and could have protected people because it wasn't a piece on the board and wasn't worth engaging is now very much worth engaging. And as someone who studied in war, I can tell you, I would absolutely crush this city to make sure it could not support my enemies. The concern you raise is not invalid. However, such a person who would be willing to do such a thing, really not do it because it wasn't directly opposed. I think that's... And if this person were to have such tendencies, would it not be in your moral best right to oppose this person immediately rather than to let them continue and potentially grow into this monstrous things. Oh, Uber, he is posing a lot of moral questions here. I, I, I had <laughs> so way too much, made too much wine to really be thinking about all this. Oh, wine? Uh, yeah, here, yeah, yeah, have some. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, that's enough. That's enough. I that's look, enough. I, I, I actually, I I actually look to like Deerum in this instance. Like I look to like Deerum and Sparrow, and I'm I'm kind of like clearly at like a a, a mental impasse. And, and I say out loud, I want to help the people of this. If I may, so do I. And I hope uh, you believe me. I do. I just, you know, my other concerns. And I look to my fellows. I understand your concerns. Believe me, I do. But I do not believe that there is a place that will not... Civil war within the realm will, even if it does not draw forces from either side, there are external concerns as well. Well, the problem, if you have a gem that is unaligned with the realm during the civil war, that it will get forgotten because the breadbasket won't reach it because there'll be more pressing needs for the bounty of the lab. So if you have them vying for one side, at least you'll have one side that cares about them, and you know, then their supplies won't get cut here. Yeah. So I think we're in agreement that if we support this new claimant and if we help them take over the throne, of course, you know, we expect it to be properly compensated. Um anything other than that? I, Other than being pro, no? I, I actually looked at Dirham and I said Dirham. Anything else we're expecting from this? 
exchange here? Well, I do still have a question. You clearly have this all planned out. You simply needed the right military company to show up to do what's right. And I think everybody in this room can understand that the current leader is not good for the people. What is your step-by-step in order to ensure that this is resolved? Should we agree? Do you have an actual plan? Or are we simply might to start correcting a city? Because this city has a history of corruption, chaos, and destruction. And while I'm confident in my friend's company and his power, I also am aware of the time that this city has inherited pain, destruction, and chaos. Action must be swift and decisive. It is not a matter of putting our claimant forward and debating with the despot to prove that our claim is more valid than his. He won't care. Exactly, and then he will simply bring all of his might to bear. He will turn the entirety of the mercenary market upon us, and even your forces would be overwhelmed. No, what we need is a well-trained small force that can remove the head. Then we can present the new head along with its group. Adramalik, like, leans in and, like, nods. He's like, guys, I'm into this. I understand if this is not something that appeals to your sensibilities. It is It is not meeting the meeting of soldiers on the battlefield. It's no less dangerous, but perhaps distasteful to your mind. Not nope, I have absolutely no problem with sneaking into a place and stabbing someone in the back. That is that is right up my alley. <laughs> he shoots a concerned look in your direction. <laughs> if they deserve it, if they deserve it, obviously not like, you know, like a good person, but like, you know, yeah. someone's really being a dick. You gotta like... As Mountain you know. said, he keeps people who are very, very good at things that he himself does not do himself around him. So is that I'm assuming once. So I am around? Wait, is that why is that the only reason I'm in the group? (laughs) Derem leans back in the chair, folds his arms, uh, looks to Mountain and shrugs. Uh, because I don't want Laura to feel snubbed or left out, I guess I have, like, I, like, like, just, just to be clear, I would be horrified normally to be like, Laura, the lady who eats hearts, what do you think? Uh, but so as not to snub her, because this is her first time ever eating with us or engaging with us at, at length, they definitely, like, gesture to Laura, see if she has any opinions. Um, what... Durham said um, made sense to me of not um, bringing more chaos, but yet learning from past mistakes and bringing on a new positive future. All right. So it sounds like eloquently put. We are in agreement, at least for the amount of time that matters, which is gem deserves better. The only thing you know, I'd personally add here is that you know, if we are responsible for bringing peace and new prosperity to gem, that you know our house would similarly share the bounty of it and what have you and the glory of it. So it's not just House Neymon that's ripping everything, but also House Ragara and look over to the other people. When you actually go to mention my house, I put my hand up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, no, I'm good. If you wish to be a known presence in this takeover, I have no objection to this. And I'm sure that we would happily accept such open support. I assume, however, you know the risks of doing so. Yes, we could die and be tortured terribly if we fail. Well, once we support one side, we wouldn't be able to support the other side and what have you. But, I mean, it's still not the civil war, we can still say, hey, we liberated this place for 
a house that you know was already preparing here. We helped one of the other noble houses that was already staking their claim. So it's not right. part of the possible civil war. We're just doing it out of the goodness of our hearts. Exactly. I, I exactly. wish to meet the ruler. As uh, I, I agree. And any further deliberations, I think, should be done with the person who's actually going to be ruling the city. Very yeah. well. I have. I cannot then object. We are all in agreement. Easy peasy. Well, signals to a servant. I guess if he's in agreement, then I'm going to eclipse of that <laughs> <laughs> secretly. <laughs> I'll just spend my personal mouth to sanctify all of that. If we help them, he'll make sure that you know. One other one that the the new rule will be better. Will protect the people. Also, that you know our houses will have some kickback from this. I guess. Yeah, they're going to gain some renown. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, pretty much he won't screw us over. But yeah, doing this <laughs> stealthily, not to expose my things. I'm not sure how that would. After a few minutes, then the door opens and in walks a a young man. Uh, he has short cropped hair. Uh, he is. Well built. He's clearly been uh, a worker. He doesn't have the muscles of a soldier. He doesn't have the uh, the uh, fat of somebody who sits around in beatings and whatnot. He has he, he has clearly worked the fields or worked the mines, some kind of physical labor. He has uh, practical he, muscle. Practical muscle. Good. That's a good nice. way of putting it. That is nice. Yeah. Practical muscle. He has. Uh, he's wearing just. A simple uh, brown uh, leather outfit. You can see that uh, it's actually made, uh, Dirham, of the similar uh, of the scales that you've been working with. Uh, you can see that it's made of that uh, creature or something similar. Uh, as he enters, you see he has a he has a severe expression on his face. Uh, it's not a cruel look. It is simply intense. And as he enters, he gauges each one of you, looking at each of you in turn, attempting to discern what he can about the individuals he has entered the room with. So what are your guiles? <laughs> My um, guile. Oh, oh, George. Oh, George. Oh, George. Oh, George. <laughs> what? Is he an exalt? Adramalik, I'm definitely an assassin. <laughs> My guile is one. Eight or nine, depending. Uh, uh, depending on? Whether he's an exalt. Ah, okay. So then I will keep that information secret and apply that. Yeah. Mine's four, five if he would have been a commoner, but also I'm not going to pump it. Uh, no, he does fit it. He does fit the commoner because that's right. Yeah. He wasn't brought up as yeah, he's a commoner. He, he he's might a have that, but theorem. Uh, mine is two. Okay. And lore. Think three? Sounds right. Yeah. You are correct. Cool. Uh, yeah, so he pauses on each of you. Uh, he pauses a little bit longer on uh, Regara Royale, Royale um, before a before nodding a slight smile hitting his face. So, you're the ones who are going to help me fix this city. Good. And who might you be? Oh, oh, he's the... Uh, <laughs> he's the gem. And cut. And that's <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to enjoy our show. And a big thank you to our generous patrons, Bubble Dirt, Nova Phoenix, the Piahu, and Red Comet. It's great to have you back after our short break. Come back next week or join our Patreon where the next episode is live now. Meanwhile, don't forget to check out our tutorials and video plays on YouTube at The RPG Blender. We've dropped a few during this break, so go check them out. 
And if you want to stay up to date on our releases, you can join our Discord or find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or your podcast app of choice. Music is the Punk Rock Show by My Free Mickey. Copyright 2012. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License. Thank you again, and remember, there's gaming outside the Forgotten Realms. <laughs> Could not have had a better ending line. Oh, boy. This is uh, why we pay him the big bucks. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I like that it was just a night of subtext when it was well established in the beginning of the episode that Andrew Malik does not understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, I hope you had right. fun. I hope uh, oh. I know this was a very talky uh, session. I love that. Yeah, talking sessions are nice for like getting to know the world and stuff because once we get into the charms and shit, that's when my mind goes. Yeah, and the reason I will be able to relate. Yeah, no, I appreciated being able to not have to have the dialogue. It was more like a an information dump more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anytime you want to add something in, you know, be free to butt in or whatever. Yeah, please. Pretty welcoming of that. As you can see, we don't really uh, <laughs> we don't really take uh, offense at the crazy input. <laughs> no, not at all. It's actually better. It's much better. Yeah, <laughs> entertaining. Sorry. Guys. Um, no, 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 it's, it's, it's great. literally great. It's not. Yeah. Don't it's stop. Choice moments. <laughs> um, choice moments. Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna. I really want to talk to the kid because I'm like, all right, I get what you want. But the so more, does he know what likely. he's getting into? Is he actually capable of doing this? Oh, it's not that that is all part of it, but it's are you the one that I can influence? He's this also, guy is now also, like, I'm gonna be with the realm, but this you, kid is actually gonna seems, be the king. Mm -hmm. So I don't man. care what you say anymore. You've already made your point clear of like realm, and I'm like, great. But you. what does he want? Yeah. <laughs> but also, are you being influenced? Yeah, and he's he ha he seems <laughs> to not be like for you as a, a noble upper for that guy yeah. too. I mean, his well, his description makes me feel like he's under this other guy's thumb. Yeah, oh, for sure. Oh, well, this guy probably, but, said, but, and, and but not for no reason. Good, this guy's probably literally saved his life at this right. point. Yeah. A good vassal, you know, I mean, like, There's more what better teacher to have than a kind find out what that is. It yeah, kind of feels excited. like, you know, in Game of Thrones, that, yes. that one kid who... Edward Stark to Jon Snow. Yeah. yeah. Or I was thinking the kid with that that gets murdered from the blacksmith. Oh, Gendry? Spoilers, no. people. Oh, I don't, no, I, I don't oh. care. I've read the books, but... Oh, no, like, it's season two, y'all. It's been ten years. You have to, at some point, just accept <laughs> I made it. it halfway through season one. <laughs> oh, I, no. I don't know it well enough. I just know that the one guy who, uh, like, when he first came in, was with uh, Arya Stark for a while. Like, like that's who they, the two of them followed together. Okay. Him. Oh. Yeah. All right. There you go. I don't... Yep. The blacksmith who is actually the bastard son of the king. Yeah, that's yep. what I was thinking. It's more like he's that. a commoner, but he he has great destiny and yeah. yeah. Assassination mission on the way, folks. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, that's great. Uh, if only we I, had someone who could turn invisible at will and was really good at stealth. Yeah, but I'm gonna as long as he's standing completely still. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Becky didn't know that. <laughs> Becky uh, was gonna be so I was impressed. Like, for? <laughs> I mean, you literally could have gone like, "Oh, is the person invisible?" Like this, and then he disappear, and then two invisible chairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna be like, "Oh, I thought you were in that chair before." Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, 